Welcome to Baseball and Beyond, presented by Masses Restaurants. Today I get a chance to not only work with a, a former Cub, but talk to a former Cub, Ryan Dempster. Ryan, thank you for joining me on this, my first Cub to be part of the, the big broadcast. Oh, man, this is an absolute pleasure to, uh, to sit down with you and do this on a beautiful opening day, gorgeous day out there. Just, yeah, happy to be here. Let's have some fun with this. So you're doing MLB Network stuff, and this is uh, why we're together today. Just tell everybody what you're going to be doing. For uh, We know we've seen you on, on the desk, but you're going to be out doing stuff all season. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm doing a little segment uh, on MLB Central. Uh, it should be pretty much most Fridays uh, in the morning, just a little uh, little segment where I think we're going to call Donuts with Demp. It's just kind of off-the-cuff stuff, a little bit different, um, having some fun, just kind of... Uh, Exploring the uh, the fun side of baseball, the uh, the fun side of players, you know, to show that personality that they have, maybe a hidden talent, maybe somebody's really good at karaoke, and uh, and we'll let them show his skills. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great opportunity and have a lot of fun. And I enjoy talking the baseball, breaking stuff down, being an analyst. But uh, this really, to use my creative side and use that part of my brain, really, uh, I don't know, kind of excites me. And you, obviously, everyone has seen, or if they haven't, you do the, the, the Harry Carey impression. Do you call that the Harry Carey impression, or is that the Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey impression, or is it your own? It's kind of a, it's become part of you, though. You did a whole inning last year doing that. Yeah, I think uh, it's a little bit of both, maybe a little bit of a hybrid. Um, a lot of uh, the Harry stuff that I do use is actual Harry Carey information that I pried out of Pat Hughes or uh, other people that I that I knew uh, would share some pretty interesting stories. So, um, you know, he was somebody I loved as a kid listening to, and so to be able to to go out there and uh, and do that is yeah, I, I enjoy it. I do it at home with my kids. They think I'm crazy, but it's it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna do mine now because, and then I'm gonna ask you to do yours. But I I'm a nerd. I will, I love watching baseball, and YouTube is full of. I can watch an old Cubs game because I grew up, as Adam Wainwright said, watching Harry. So the game I was watching, I think it was a home opener in 1989 or whatever, and Harry, there's a ball hit back to the backside. He goes, hey, Steve, doesn't that ball girl get married this year? Steve goes, I think so, Harry. Is her husband here today? I don't know, Harry. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> it's just, I don't know where, why he cared. And you can hear Steve, you know, just laughing away. And Harold's the next, you know, it's just, and that's why Harry was great. There's really that, that's gone. But you, do you have a favorite? When anyone says, do Harry carry, do you have your favorite uh, thing that you do for Harry? Well, I, there's so many of them, to be honest with you. And I think, you know, when and I. I'd like to be graded on that one, by the way. I didn't, so it was not my best, but I, I'm not really. sell it a little bit more. You know, you held back. I yeah, think if okay. you just sell it and let it happen. Um, yeah. I don't want to disturb the people making nachos here at Bush. So. Yeah, good. well, good point. The guy's counting change over there. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, there was one that always stood out to me, and it's, it's, it's out there. It's on YouTube. It's, it's Harry, and he's discussing about the time when he was a child and didn't get a prize in his Cracker Jack box. And I just thought it was so interesting because if you listen to it, it would sound like he's doing a podcast, not calling a Major League Baseball game. You know, and they start talking about Cracker Jacks and, and he just said, you know, Steve, did I ever tell you the time when I didn't uh, get a prize in my Cracker Jack box? I was a young child. Now, you want to talk about breaking a young kid's heart. That's the only reason you get the Cracker Jacks is for the prize. And I, and I opened it up and there's no prize there. I wanted to write a letter to the people. I mean, this this broke ground ball over to second on the first one away. I mean, you talk about breaking my heart. It hurt my feelings. And he just goes on for the entire inning. And I just thought, 
that to me was Harry because he would go a full inning and really barely ever mention the game and he kind of was the last line of that the last line of the broadcasters that can do that you know you, you don't get hired anymore doing that it's it seems like uh you know that that you know unfortunately you know god rest his soul but that's a dying breed and and uh he sure was uh sure was a blast to listen to yeah i miss it and i'm glad that the people put that stuff up on youtube because it's during the winter it got me through the winter there's nothing else on netflix is over and um so you work with the cubs now obviously you pitched a long time but just what was it like for you i don't know if you if you bleed cub i mean that's where you pitch most of your career you came up with the marlins but you were a cub for a long time or do you consider yourself a cub for life and what was it like last year kind of just taking that ride because they they come in in february and everyone says you guys are the top dogs you got to go win it and they do yeah i i do I, I i always say i bleed cubby blue you know i i look at it like um it uh playing there i played you know eight full seasons there and just i don't know you play i came up in marlin you're right i i earned my stripes there i was a rookie there but um the years that we had in Chicago, the years that I had closing, relieving, just kind of, it felt, it felt like home. It is home for me now. I lived there. Um, and now working with the team, Theo hired me back to, to be a special assistant, uh, which last year kind of felt like I was on the 60 day deal all year with no chance at a rehab assignment. <laughs> the way the guys treated me, it was kind of like a player. So it kind of felt like I was a player that won a world series, but didn't really get to contribute on the field. So it was, uh, it was magical and incredible. You know, um, just absolutely amazing. So many moments through it all that just, you know, it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. You know, from coming down, coming back, being down in San Francisco and being down 2-1 to one in the series to, to L.A. And, and then obviously, you know, what happened in the World Series. And, and just taking it all in along the way, the parade and the people. And, like, these guys, these players that were on that team, they're immortalized now in Chicago forever. You could... You go back there 50 years from now, and and they'll throw a ticker tape parade for you, and rightfully so. They they did a pretty special thing. Yeah, I'm a Cardinal fan, and but I had so much fun watching that team. There's just so many good personalities, and I love, I loved watching Dexter play. And I said, man, that guy's a free agent. Get him over here. Let's do. It. I, I said, empty the bank, and I kept saying that to no one. No one cared what I was saying. But um, I just think they're such a fun team that it was hard not to root for them. And and the thing that you said, I forgot that they had to beat the Giants, and Johnny Cueto had to. They, unbelievable stuff and then the Dodgers and then the, the Indians you got the guys were down it wasn't easy like it seemed like oh Cubs just steamrolled no it wasn't easy plus they were uh, uh nine and eight against the Cardinals last year who knows what happens if the Card- you know the Cardinals get in so I don't know what I'm doing here so I just kind of thinking of that season but it was it, for me as a Cardinal fan it was fun to watch I, I just feel like to see them to do that um it just had to be special. We did the parade. Did you get a chance? And did you? How, how did you? I mean, how do you even take that in? It, it, to me, watching it seemed like it was going too fast. You guys needed to slow down a little bit. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, it's funny you say that about the whole experience. It had to be that way. That's what I felt. Like it was never supposed to be easy. Sure. You don't go 108 years. It's got to be something difficult and hard and overcome adversity. And there's going to be multiple times where it looked like it's not going to happen. And you know, I'm surprised some. You know, hybrid half cat, black cat, half goat didn't run out on the field. You know, who knows what? But um, to go through it all, and then and then you know, it finally happened. And you know, just the things that happened afterwards, the the fans, the reactions were um, really quite like uh, spectacular. You know, from the guy that followed the buses on the way to the airport in Cleveland at four o'clock in the morning with a, one of those giant advertising trucks. 
you know, the, the, the digital on the side of him, and it was a Cubs W flag. And he'd, he'd drive all the way up to the first bus and then coast back six buses. And then he'd drive back up, and then he's going back and forth in front of the airport when everybody's flying out honking his horn. Who knew Bill Murray had this kind of time? Right? Well, I mean, he wasn't allowed <laughs> on our team flight back, so that's, that's what happened. But, uh, you know, and then, and then when we got in, all the, all the first responders that were um, at the airport the firemen, the paramedics, the police officers with their lights and sirens going, and the firemen made a big, huge hose archway with water going that we drove through, and then people honking their horns at 6 o'clock in the morning on, on the freeway. Just It was so amazing, and then cap it off with this parade. Five million people, you know. Yeah. Big, like It's like like biggest gathering, sports gathering ever. You know, the other the other events were religious events and like a pope dying and like crazy stuff. So just see all these people and I just remember being on the parade. I was in a float with Kerry Wood, Ryan Sandberg, Billy Williams, Bob Denier, and I had my my kids and my family and my mom and dad. And my dad just looked at me and he was just like, you know, this is his second one now. So he got to go on the Boston parade, and now he's on this one. And he's like, Ryan, this just isn't supposed to happen. You know, we're from Gibson's, British Columbia. How the heck are we on this? float and yeah. it was just the joy in everybody's face the fans it was just amazing yeah and I, again a huge cardinal fan i love seeing ryan sandberg being around the ballpark and and billy is always there but and just all the former and Sud, sutcliffe's always there it was always fun so you're around for we talked about this earlier the 2004 2005 you had tommy john but you saw you knew that dusty and tony weren't getting along this is when both teams are pretty good it was the only real time in a long time both teams are really good what was it like I mean, was that just a Dusty versus Tony thing? I mean, it, like I was t- saying to you, like no one really hated Derek Lee here. I don't think you guys hated Albert. Maybe Zambrano, which I'll ask you about in a little bit. But just tell me a little bit about those times and just because uh, that's when the, there, there was a rivalry. I mean, in the 80s, there was a little bit. Outside of that, it's a fan thing. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it definitely was intense at times. You know, and I don't know if that's you got alpha male, alpha male. Um, you know, drawing a line in the sand back and forth, and you know, it kind of starts with a hit by pitch, and okay, you're gonna hit my guy, hit your guy, and and uh, it kind of took on its own little little world there. But it was it was intense for a while, and I, I remember it felt like uh, closing. It felt like every time we played the Cardinals, it was and I came in for a save. Somehow Albert was gonna hit in the ninth inning, um, and the game was gonna be on the line, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I think uh, from a player standpoint, you know going through that 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 04 I wasn't here in the 03 but 0405 even into 06 when the, you know the Cardinals won the World Series those those were some pretty intense times and uh, and a lot of fun to just kind of be a part of like sometimes as a player you, you come to the ballpark thinking okay it's just another game but then all of a sudden the bell rings and here you go and it just seemed to intensify as as the season went along Zambrano is he the character that I think he was is that the like the biggest character you can think of as a cub yeah Z's awesome man you know what's funny is like we always said there's Carlos and then there's and then there's or there's Zambrano and then there's Carlos and it just when Jim Edmonds came back you know and said oh he's a great guy hit him 15 times I think literally but he goes it was so weird going to that locker room because he's such a good guy yeah and what happened was the day he pitched it was like a you know Carl's showing up today like because he, he was so intense and so competitive and, and, and really, you know, he struggled with failure. So when things weren't going his way, you got to be careful. But he's got such a giant heart. He's an amazing dad. 
uh, you know, and he supports everybody when it comes to, you know, charities and the work he does and helping other people. And he just, I think sometimes he got a bad rap, but he definitely, uh, you know, like for example, the Gatorade machines don't like him. You know, I don't know if there was a lawsuit in there, you know, supposedly he harmed one of those. Um, you know, he did do some things. He almost threw a ball out of the stadium, which was really impressive when he threw it. Mark Carlson threw him out of the game and he said, no, you're out of the game. And then he chucked the ball into the left field bleachers, which was a, a long way if you really wrap your head around it. So, um, he was, he was great, man. I had a great time with him as a teammate, and, and he's a friend to this day. I also looked. You played uh, with Julian Tavares, who's one of our all-time favorites here in St. Louis, being just he's a nut, assuming he was a nut then, too. He's a starter, actually, for you guys when you pitched uh, with Florida. Tell me a little bit about – I'm coming up with the two guys, right, that if I was to ask you, I'm just making sure, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yo-yo. Julian <laughs> Tavares, yeah, he was, uh, he was a beauty. I'll never forget. I actually played with him in Florida before I played with him in Chicago and um, – my first flight going on a team flight you know you have to wear a suit and stuff like that and he had this green suit it was really awesome it was just like kind of like a almost like a forest green you know kind of a like had a satin type sheen to it and he wore it with no shirt underneath and like a mr t starter kit like he had like eight gold chains on and i just was like you're my favorite player the fact that you're rocking that on the team plane right now is absolutely incredible and uh yeah, he, he was one guy, if you if you wronged somebody on his team, you know, if you hit somebody, you better look out because at least one, maybe two, if not three guys are getting hit on the other team. It's funny, I was just looking today, and, and I forgot about this, in 04, he punched a fan in Houston, not a f- person, uh, an actual fan, and so when you look at him, he's got this giant wrap on his, he pitched it with that wrap on his hand, because it was his pitching, his glove hand or whatever, so obviously a nut. Then you play uh, with Poppy, obviously, uh, Boston is your last your last stop, it, got to be one of the I mean it seems outwardly one of the fun guys to, to play with is that the experience you had yeah best superstar I've ever been around and the reason I say that is um, you know sometimes when you're playing you, you feel the demands of everybody right their time you want an interview they want you know, family in town you got autograph requests he was so generous with all of those things to everybody and did it with a smile on his face. He never seemed like he was too big, even though he was getting in 5,000 write-in votes for mayor of Boston. <laughs> you know, the, the, he is an icon there, you know. Uh, he's in the same talks when they talk around there as, as Ted Williams, which is amazing, you know. Um, they, they love him there, and yet he doesn't walk around with this giant swollen head of, I'm better than anybody else. And the way he res- respects people, the way he treated my family, um, so much fun, you know, just absolute blast of a teammate, you know, never, never too big to, to not be open to criticism. You know, I remember a great story. It was really funny. He, he hit a ball. Uh, this was like in April, kind of the beginning of the season. He flew out to center field and he got halfway to first base. He didn't even run it all the way out. And he came in the dugout and Dustin Pedroia just yelled at him. Like, now here's big poppy. And you get Dustin Pedroia and he's like, and we always call him Pun is his nickname, Big Pun. And we're like, hey, Pun. He's like, how about next time you run the ball out? There was a few curse words in there, you know. He's like, there's kids in the stands watching this game. And we were all like, it was like the record scratch, you know. Like, oh, no, something <laughs> bad's going to happen here. And he just calmly said, okay, Petey, I got you. And it was just like, I just, I love that about him that he wasn't sit there and say, you're showing me up. He was like, no, I am in the wrong. You're a good player. You don't say anything to me. You you play the game the right way. So I'm going to listen to you as your teammate because I know you love me. And I think, you know, and, and in that moment, I remember looking at David Ross, and David Ross looks at me and he goes, 
we're going to win. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah, and 2013, I wish he wasn't around because we <laughs> talked about this too. If he's not around, I think the Cardinals have 12 world championships. Just winning a championship. I don't know. Did you have any beer and chicken? Was that part of your regiment as well with Lester and Lackey? It's kind of funny. Those two have been together. You forget that they were together there now that you've seen them over here. But any beer and chicken for you? And uh, tell me a little bit about uh, just that, uh, what, what I think is true, that the 2013 team, the, both teams are pretty good. But, man, if you don't pitch to Poppy, you might get around that line. Yeah, the beer and chicken thing was funny. My very first day walking into the field at home, um, I knew that it was a sticky subject. Uh, and so I stopped at Popeye's on the way in and <laughs> brought a huge bucket. And all the media was in there, and I put it down on the table, and I said, oh, and guys, the beer's upstairs. So it kind of broke the ice on that. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Both teams are incredible. I mean, the Cardinals had such a good team. Wayne Wright was throwing the ball so well. Walker was dominating in the playoffs. Um, we just, you know... I look back at it, and I, I marvel still the fact that we they actually did pitch to David because it was like everything he was hitting was just scorched. I mean, he hit 600 in the World Series, and um, but we got contributors from everybody. And I, you know, I, I look at that team; it was just so well-rounded, so full of people trying to do the thing for the right reason. And I think it was kind of a little bit of I don't, I don't know if destiny is the right word, you know, but everything that happened to the city with the bombing and going through all that, and it just felt like uh, to me like it was just going to happen. You know, we were talking about what color duck boat we wanted in like July, so um, it was it was pretty uh, prevalent and pretty noticeable to us that it was gonna t- it was gonna take place and happen. And it's crazy when you're on a team like that when you sort of know. I, the only I mean, I've been around these this team for about 20 years doing what I do. The 2004 Cardinals is one of the only teams that did not win the World Series that I thought because the 06 team you didn't think they were going to. The 11 team was good enough. But it took that September run. But the 04 team, you, you just know it when you're on a team, though, that, that you're, you're good, right? I mean, that, that kind of comes. Like the Cubs last year, you, you just saw that they knew they were good. I mean, it, it's got to be that, that feeling of going out and knowing your team's better should, should win every game. It has to be great. Yeah, it is. And, I, and, and the thing is, it's not a, it's not, you're not being cocky. You're not being arrogant. The reality is, is that this game is probably as mentally hard as any sport out there. You know, maybe golf might be on par just because you're so specific to each pitch meaning so much. Um, and to sit there and believe in yourself and tell yourself, tell your teammates, yeah, we're good. Your darn rights, we're good. We're going to beat you. We're going to win. you got to have that mentality because it's a game that's built on failure. You know, you fail 75, 70% of the time and you're in the Hall of Fame as a hitter. You know, so it, it really is. And, you, and to just constantly have that, that positive energy, I think, you know, listen, you also have to have the players, and you have to know that. And when guys know, when you when you know you have a good team, tell each other that. Bus rides, man. We're good. We're coming in to whoop somebody's ass this series. You know, like, be loud and be vocal about it. Because what happens is then you start to believe it. You start to believe it. I'm going to make this free throw in basketball. Well, then guys are really good free throw shooters when they do that. In baseball, if you tell yourself you're a good team and you're going to win, it's like you talk yourself into it. It's just like you can sit there and say, oh, I can't get a hit off this guy. This guy gets me out every time. You know why he gets you out every time? Because you keep talking to yourself like that. So I think having that mentality and knowing that you're good, um, there's nothing wrong with it. And, uh, and I think it's good when teams are like that and believe in themselves like that. A couple more minutes. You don't have anything to do, right, Till 5, I think? <laughs> and, uh, favorite Wrigley story as a, as a player? Do you have a couple that come first? You know, the fans are right on top of you in the bullpen there. Do you have a favorite? I hate that it's kind of hard to think on the spot like that, but does something pop up in your mind uh, of just playing there every day and a fan getting you, kind of making you giggle a little bit before start or as you're warming up in the ninth? Yeah, I mean, 
I think for me, my favorite moment at Wrigley was when I was a Florida Marlin, my very first major league start. I just remember I would always run out to center field. I do a little stretch on the center field wall. It's kind of like my routine. And I ran out there, and I remember coming back, and as I ran back, I thought, man, I really would love to play here as a home player because they wore me out. Like the, the right field bleachers was just nonstop, and they just were all over me making fun of my socks because I had my pants pulled up so my socks were showing and, you know, like just anything they could possibly get on me. And I just thought, oh, man, this is really great. Like, I, I appreciated that. It was nothing vulgar. It was nothing, you know, too bad. It was just really, really good ribbing. And, and then as a home player, you know, I think, you know, favorite moment is, you know, looking back and, and, and sitting there and beating L.A. last year, you know. And I know I wasn't a player then. You know, I, I was invested in, and uh, and just – to know you're going to the World Series and, and to see it all take place and to see this like kind of plan that was in place kind of come to fruition is a pretty cool thing. It's like, you know, you planted the seed, watched it grow, and it turned into this amazing flower, so it was pretty pretty special. Yeah, it was fun. I hate to say it, but yeah. it, it, it was. It was fun. To, I, I was rooting against it, but I was okay when they won. I mean, that's all I can say. Lastly, uh, I was looking at some numbers. The guy who has the most hits against you is... My um, guess would be Skip Schumacher. It's 407, 22 hits. That is crazy. I mean, he retired when you retired, basically. <laughs> he said, if Dempster's gone, I can't hit this league anymore. I think my favorite story behind Skip, and I've gotten to know him over the years, is we were out one night after a game. Uh, I was with a couple couple guys off the team, and, and he showed up with a, with another guy. And uh, we started talking, and, uh, and he, he was really nice because he's like, I, I want to tell you this. I don't want you to find this out from anybody else, but um, his dog is actually named Dempster. And... Uh, I thought was really, really a nice tribute, I guess, because he just figured he owned the dog like he owned me, and maybe that's why he did it. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty, pretty – I'd like to say small sample size, but it wasn't a small sample size. It was pretty big between him and Albert. You know, if those two guys just would take a day off one time when they were facing me, it would have been a lot better. Yeah, Albert 860 slugging, which is the most – I mean, what was it? Did you have a plan with him, or it's like, screw it, just throw it somewhere and get him out of the lineup? Well, you know what was funny is, like, the 860 slugging actually really took place in the span of about, it felt like about three starts. I remember there was a three-start stretch. Oh, we three-home run day at Wrigley. I remember, I remember that. Yeah. A two-home run day. And then and then back-to-back other another time, maybe it was one or two home runs or one and two doubles. He just had, like, literally it was at one point, I think it was a, a three-game stretch of, like, eight for ten with, like, five homers. And I just thought, man, I should hit him or something, just something different, because this is this what I'm trying right now is not working very well. Glad we ended on a high note. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a great story, man. To be able to compete a guy like that, let's just say I'm not the only guy that he's taken deep, so I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, and like I said, it was fun watching, and I'm 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 happy for you that you'll be getting a ring. Uh, and like I said. I, I, as a fan, you know, to see Ryan Sandberg and Rick Sutcliffe and all these guys that I've rooted against, I can honestly say it's going it's to be, I will be watching. It's going to be a fun day. If only Harry could be there. Right? What would Harry say? What would Harry's call been uh, if this, you know, 20, 2016, he's got the final call? The- well, uh, here we are, two out here at the bottom of the 10th inning. And it's happening, folks. I don't know where you're at right now, but it is taking place. The Cubs are about an hour away if there's not another rain delay from doing the impossible, winning a World Series. Here's the stretch of the pitch from Montgomery. Ground ball, the third base. He did it! He did it! 
Brian fielded it, threw it to first base, and the Cubs have won the World Series, and I can die a happy man. <laughs> thank you, Harry, and thank you, Ryan Dempster. That's Brian Dempster on Baseball and Beyond, presented by Masses Restaurant. I appreciate his time. Go Cardinals, go Cubs. We can all live happily under this, this one, one sunshine. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But thank you for your time. Absolutely. Absolutely.